Welcome back to another episode of All Over the Place. I don't know if this will be a regular Monday episode or not, but I asked you guys to send me all of your ghost stories. And some majority of the stories are going to be from Kaylee and she sent me so many. I didn't read them. I'm going to hear them for the first time like you guys are while I'm reading them. If you guys ever want to be a part of the episodes, make sure to follow me on Instagram and subscribe on YouTube so you can be able to send in your questions, your stories for any interactive parts. I don't know what I'm saying. You guys, I just really love these new microphones and I really love talking into them. I don't know what that says about me, but I'm going to read the stories that you guys sent and then at the end, I think I'm going to tell i have a few nothing crazy also just to preface this i am home alone it is pouring out and it's like darker than it should be right now and i am um not gonna lie little freaked out didn't even read them yet don't even know what to expect but just filming this while i'm alone with headphones on and can't really hear what's going on in the house freaks me out a little bit let's get into the ghost stories if you're watching this on youtube make sure to comment below right now if you believe in ghosts because I want to know. The first one's from Kaylee. She says, okay, so basically my house was, I'm kind of confused because I just read the first line and she said, okay, so basically my house was never always haunted or maybe she meant like it wasn't always haunted. We have a super popular hike near my house called Mountain Rubido. Oh, I'm going to say that Rubido. There are two ways up. One is steeper and only one mile and the other isn't super steep and it's two miles. Well, my parents split from my sister, my best friend, and me to go up the steeper way. So my sister, my best friend, and I went the non-steep way. On the way to the non-steep side, there's a bell tower that a lot of people stop there to take breaks. So we did the same. The door to the bell tower is always locked, but this time we went up there, there was a flower stuck through the gated door and a note. My sister and best friend were super nosy and read the letter and it was from a mom to her dead daughter. Instead of just leaving the note, my sister decided to take it to show my parents. She never put the letter back and instead just threw it away after she showed my parents. The following weekend, we went hiking again and... <laughs> Guys, I'm already scared and uh, I'm not even to any scary part yet. Shouldn't have done this when I was home alone. The following weekend, we went hiking again and this time there was a new note and it literally just repeated the same thing the entire time filling the entire paper. Quote, my love for you is deeper than the ocean, end quote. And there was a photo of the daughter in the note this time. Again, my sister took it and didn't return it, and that's when things started happening around the house. Not gonna lie, these headphones are, uh, my headphones are making weirdish noises, so I'm just gonna ditch them because I already know my voice is fine on it. Plus, I want to hear if, like, anything happens in my house. All right, I'm being such a baby. Yo, what is your sister doing? Okay. She goes, again, my sister took it and didn't return it. That's when things started happening around the house. One of the most memorable ghost stories I have probably took place a few weeks after that. Small things have been happening at this point, like hearing noises, doors closing, and things like that. But this particular night, it was beyond spooky. My little cousin would always sleep over at my house. At this time, he was probably four or five. And whenever he would sleep over, he would always want to sleep next to me and watch cartoons. But he also liked the comfort of sleeping in my parents' room. So we always made a bed of blankets on the floor next to my parents' bed as and slept. This night at probably 2 a.m., he woke me up, which he never did. He started shaking my arm when I finally woke up. I was so confused and was like, what? He was sitting up and pointing to the corner of my parents' room, and all he said is, who is that person standing in the corner of Aunt Amanda and Uncle Rob's room? Honestly, I was so scared myself, I just told him it was no one and had to go to sleep. 
A few weeks later, my aunt and her friend were over at my house swimming with my sister and I. At this point, we had gotten a new puppy and we were crate training, so whenever we left the house, we would put the puppy in our crate, which was in my parents' bedroom. We all were super hungry and decided to go to the store and get things to make tacos for lunch. I went upstairs and I put the dog in the crate and we all went to the store. When we got home, the puppy was so quiet, so we just left her in the crate because she typically fell asleep when we left, and she would bark or cry and let us know when she was awake and wanted out. So we just went ahead and started making lunch. About halfway through making lunch, we could hear a rattling noise. It almost sounded as if the puppy was awake and was moving around her crate trying to get out. Like it was so loud, it's hard to even explain. It was so loud that my aunt's friend and I went upstairs to let her out of the crate. When we walked up the stairs and opened my parents' bedroom door, the puppy was still sleeping. She didn't wake up, so we all got super spooked and just got the dog and went downstairs until my parents got home. A few days after that, my sister and I decided to go with my aunt and her friend to go swimming at a different friend's house. They were having a barbecue, and it was an excuse to get out of the creepy house. For this story, it's super important to know that my aunt still lives with my grandma and grandpa at home, and my aunt's friend lived with them too. My aunt and her friends were at the store getting chips and alcohol for the party, so my grandma decided to make it easier for them and pick me and my sister up and have us at their house so when they got home from the store, we could just go straight to the barbecue instead of them having to make another stop on the way to get us. My aunt and her friend were not aware of this at the time and still stopped by our house to pick my sister and I up. It's... It's also so important to know that the front door at my house at the time was white with a big glass window in the middle. My parents covered the window with blinds so the sun wouldn't shine through and cause reflection on our TV. So my aunt and her friend came to my house and were knocking on the door for us to answer. They knocked for minutes, they said, and one of the blinds lifted as if someone was looking through the door and went back down and no one answered. All right, this is freaking me out. They called my grandma to tell her that nobody was answering the door, and my grandma was like, I already have them. I picked them up 20 minutes ago. They got so scared and left so fast. No one was home, but someone was looking through the blinds and out of the window. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I would probably run out of the house and never come back. Burn the house down, move. Move in with a friend. How did you go back to the house after that party? But she said, I also have one more. Okay, two more. This is so long. I'm sorry. And do not apologize. I am so happy because it's like a full story, not just a one time I saw this figure walk across my room. And like when people sent me some of those, I was like, that's great. But I can't read that as a full blown story. So thank you, Kaylee, for typing out your entire stories. She says, my mom also had some experiences. My dad has always worked so early my whole life. Like I'm talking, he leaves her work at 3 a.m. every morning. So in the mornings, it's just my mom, my sister, and me home. At this point, I'm a freshman in high school and my sister is a junior. My mom always dropped my sister and I off at school and then would go home and get ready for work because our school started at 7 a.m. and my mom started work at 8.30 a.m. So she had time alone in the mornings. This particular morning, my mom came running into my room panicked. I was braiding my sister's hair for school and we were listening to music. When my mom barged in, she was like, what do you guys want? And my sister and I were so confused because we had no idea what she was talking about. And we were like, what do you mean? She said, you guys were knocking on my door. And I was like, no, we weren't. I was here doing Jenna's hair the entire time. I don't know what you're talking about. My mom swore she heard someone knocking on her door, which confused her because only us girls being home in the morning, we never knocked going into my parents' room because it was just my mom getting dressed or going to the bathroom. But my sister and I didn't knock at all, and my mom described banging on the door as she was using the bathroom. She kept yelling, come in, but no one was coming in because no one was there knocking. My mom got ready for work super fast and just went straight to work after dropping us off at school, even though she was super early. She was just so scared to be home alone. 
is this the same house as the previous one? Because I'd be out. And I keep hearing these little creaks in my house, which I don't think you can hear on the microphone because the new mics are so good. But oh my God, now it's freaking me out. So Kaylee says, with that being said, my dad never, ever believed in ghost stories we told him. He would always come up with excuses like, oh, it's just the house settling or, oh, it's just the wind slamming doors. But this night, my mom, my dad, and I were home watching TV together in the living room. We were in the process of remodeling our home, so we had a bunch of paint samples from Home Depot taped on the wall. We had a piece of tape only on the top of each sample. It wasn't secure at all, and when we had fans on, the paint samples would flap around because only one half was taped, if that makes sense. At, a, at this particular moment, we had the TV pause because we were talking about something and we all got quiet for some reason. And as soon as we got quiet, the one paint sample that was taped up in the dead center of 10 other samples flapped up and then back down. None of the other paint samples moved. No fans were on, no windows were open, nothing. All of us saw it. My dad had no excuse for that happening. And that's when he finally started believing us. I have like goosebumps and like, like my eyes, I don't know why like my eyes are teary. Like Kaylee, you're sufficiently freaking me out. She says, that's just a few things that have happened. Luckily, it all stopped. We moved for a year up to San Francisco and rented out our house. And then we moved back to SoCal and moved back, to, and moved back into our home. And nothing has happened since. It's been about four years since then. I, I don't know. I think one paint sample moving, I guess I could get behind. Like there was a weird gust of wind in a certain way. But knock like someone banging on your door and you really thinking that someone's there really creeped me out because i don't know if there's really any explanation for that like like someone knocking on a door is very distinct and you absolutely you know that noise you know what i mean but glad to hear that you live in california because that's the other side of the country from me no i'm just kidding all right so Oh, I love this. Okay. I also asked you guys to email me them if they were longer. And Ralph, you sent me a long one. So let's, I haven't read it yet. So let's see what this one is all about. Uh, hi, Lena. I don't know if this is scary, haha, but actually have a, I actually have a third eye. Ooh, this one's taking, taking a turn already. Me and my friend in college are drinking because she was so sad because her beloved childhood friend passed away. Well, it's so sad. While we are drinking, she's talking about how good and nice a person he was and she can't accept that he's now dead. While she was saying that and crying, I made her stop talking. I said, stop. He's here. He's crying, seated at the floor, full of blood on his face. Oh, and my friend said, what? Why? What does it look like if you really see him? And I replied, he's tubby. He's wearing an orange shirt full of blood. And he said he doesn't want to leave. Then my friend started to cry out loud because she's never told me what caused his passing. And I never met her friend, and I was able to describe how he looks and even the blood on his shirt he was wearing the day he died. It's an orange shirt, and he died because of a motorcycle accident. And at this time, I really believe that I can see dead people. There's a lot of scary, there's a lot of scary experiences I've had. This is just one of them. Another one, lol. I was living in Manila in a two-story apartment when I was in college. This is the time I realized that I had a third eye. I'd been seeing a toddler. She normally was seated at the staircase at the ninth step of the staircase. And every morning at three in the morning, I would be awake for no reason every day. And whenever I woke up, I feel the need to pee and the toilet was on the first floor of the apartment. So it means I needed to use the staircase. Whenever I started to walk down, I could feel her passing through my body, goosebumps all over my body whenever I stepped on the ninth step. And I know she's there just because she's waiting. Then my cousin had a sleepover at our place together with his friend. 
This is the one night I woke up at 3 in the morning again and I can't stand it anymore because I keep seeing the girl. So I opened up this story to my cousin that I'm seeing a young child in the house on the staircase. Then my cousin replied, yeah, there is, on the ninth step of the staircase going up because there's a young girl seated. My friend saw it too when he slept over. He has a third eye. The kid died and she's waiting for her parents to pick her up every day, but they didn't come back. Then I was shocked because the child was talking to me and she always said she wanted to play and she was waiting for her parents. Ooh, I have goosebumps typing out this message. Happy Halloween. Hope to see you soon. Love, Ralph. Well, I don't know. That does sound crazy. Um, I can't say I've ever spoken to a ghost, but... All right, this one is from Alyssa Garcia in London. Hi, love you. She said, oh my God, most of my ghost stories happened in the Philippines. First time I knew I saw a ghost was when I was maybe six or eight and my mom went to her aunt's house and my cousins and I were playing. I hid in a closet for 10 minutes and no one was coming for me. So I went downstairs looking for my cousins and there was this big corner on the stairs where I saw a woman standing facing directly at me, literally in all white. And what was so creepy is that the woman didn't have a face. And I also freaked myself out because I didn't even react the normal way people would, like scream or run. I literally walked back up the stairs and saw the same woman without the face on the terrace. Another freaky story was when I was 14 in the Philippines again, and we had to drop off our little cousins to the house because all of the older cousins were going to hang out and it was already quite late. So my cousin was driving to go to the house to drop off the little ones and he closed the car door. So he closed the car door, dropped the kids inside the house and when he went out, the car door was open and a, kin and a kid stormed out of the car and disappeared. He couldn't find the kid anywhere and like he said, the window of the car had slightly fogged up and it got cold. I decided to just stick with those stories and give you one of mine so the episode won't be too long but if you guys want me to read some more or you want to send some more in, let me know and I will do another episode before Halloween. So it's Terrytown House Estate on the Hudson and it was, it is an upscale property anchored by an 1840 mansion with plush rooms, restaurant and conference facilities. So I had gotten a job with them to promote their Valentine's Day package and in the Valentine's Day package you go, you stay over for a night and you have dinner there. You can tell that it is a very old property. There is just like this feeling when you go, mind you, it was another rainy day like this and it was foggy. So when I drove up, I don't, I, I filmed this as a vlog, but I never ended, but I never ended, um, I never ended up posting it. So you drive up there and you go through this like winding driveway. I got there before Kevin. So they told me what room I was in. I checked in, went up to the room, put all my stuff down, started getting ready didn't feel weird at all but like you just there is like a I don't know there's a feeling because it's so old but it's renovated so you feel like it's new but you also know how old the mansions are it's like you could tell like the doors are older like there's just there's something to the place so we go downstairs and we grab a drink at the bar before we are seated for our dinner and the bartender starts telling us that there are he's like so have you seen the ghost yet and we're like, what are you talking about? He's like, this place is haunted. Like, everyone knows it. Everyone's seen it. I think she has a name, and I'm forgetting it. So let me see. Tarantown has a state um, ghost. Okay, so this is what it says. 
Located just a short train ride or drive from New York City, Tarrytown House Estate is a charming escape among the trees in the heart of the Hudson Valley. This property has been in use for over 165 years and just recently went under a $15 million restoration and refresh, boosting the best of the old world classic charm and unique modern flair. However, something strange is afoot at King Mansion. It's been said that in 1955, Sybil, oh my god, that was her name. Oh my god, now I'm getting really freaked out. Sybil Harris King, daughter of Benjamin Newton Duke, co-founder of the American Tobacco Company, died on the second floor of the King House Mansion at Tarrytown House Estate. Our room was on the second floor. Sybil was wife to Frederick King, son of Thomas M. King, who was vice president of the Baltimore and Ohio Railroad and owners of what is now the King House Mansion. She has been heard pacing up and down the second floor hallways, tends to linger near room 293, the room she is said to pass away, and we stayed in room 293. Sometimes Sybil will even appear as an apparition in white or show herself through sounds, orbs, and faint shadows in guests staying in her former home. Okay, now, this is what Haunted History Trail of New York State says, the website. But when we were there, the bartender told us and was like, oh, you can often see her going like from the bar to the coat closet, which is in the front and back. And like people have said they saw a girl walk in there like, new people that start working there will see her and be like somebody just walked in there like into the coat closet and the bartender's like no that's sybil like that's the ghost nobody walked in there and like they'll play pranks basically on like new people but then we also spoke to our waiter um one of our waiters who was like i don't believe in that and then some people were like oh i've seen her so we're staying in room 293 I don't know if they did that on purpose to be like, this is like the the full effect, like the full feeling of staying here. But when we were sleeping that night, I um, I woke up in the morning when the sun rose because like I like leaving all the blinds open so you can see it. I woke up in the morning when the sun rose, but it was still like it was a cloudy day. So it wasn't bright. So I woke up in the morning and I went outside, took some clips for the vlog that I never ended up editing or uploading. And part of me didn't want to edit the vlog because I was like, I wonder what I'm going to see while I was vlogging in that room prior to me like thinking it was haunted. I don't know. Maybe I'll have to go back and edit that, but I'd have to find it. So I go out and I come back in and I get um, I get back into bed to fall asleep. And I think Kevin thought didn't know I got up and thought that like I was like a ghost like getting into bed because that's what one of the bartenders said. He's like, people have had reports of like her like sitting on the bed and you can feel her like sit and the mattress compress like compress and the other one was pulling on the blankets was the other one so then I get back in and I go back to sleep and I I've had sleep paralysis before um but I remember falling asleep and I was in this weird in-between sleep where I, or I could have been full sleep paralysis. I was, I fell asleep and I was in the exact room that we were in. Like everything looked the same, but I, what was it? Like I couldn't breathe, couldn't breathe at all. And I was going <gasps> like in my dream. I don't know if I was doing it in person because I don't remember. And I think I remember everything like in my vision, like from the dream, looked like static on a TV, like a gray, like a dark gray static. And it was just like everything went to that and I couldn't see. And this was different than the first time I've had sleep paralysis. But 
Then I think, I think Kevin woke me up and I was so freaked out. And he was like, oh, it was probably the ghost. Because I don't know if Kev really believes in that either. But there's something about that mansion. Um, and like multiple people have seen it or said it. Like maybe if you don't believe in it, you won't see her. But I definitely was a little creeped out uh, that night after he told us. And we were like kind of waiting. We were like, oh, maybe we'll see something. Maybe something will happen. But then we fell asleep so fast. But the next morning that I did remember that happening. And now my memory is blurry. Kev will remember. But I don't remember if I got back into bed and he thought that it, like he didn't know I got up to go film outside. So he thought it was the ghost or if he actually, I don't know. Anyways, that's my little ghost story. Okay, I said I wasn't going to make this that long, but this is getting somewhat long. One last thing. I um now this will make me this will make me definitely a little like teary-eyed. But when my um mom's dad, my poppy passed away, my mom said something to him like always um I want you to like send me a sign so I know you're okay or something. So he um, my mom said like every time there's a full moon and this is why another reason why I'm just infatuated with the moon I love the moon I just I'll randomly look up and see the moon so one night we were I think it was in, I had to be in middle school we were getting our nails done in like a place in town and in the shop it kind of sets up like all of the pedicure chairs are here we were getting our toes done there are like four pedicure chairs here and it's like a skinny shop so you face the wall and then there's a door at the end of the chairs. And the door at the end of the chairs, like it was a dark, I don't think it was a windy night, but it was like in February. I remember it was cold, maybe November. And out of nowhere, we're sitting there getting our, t- our toes done and the door swings open. Swings open, like slams into the wall. And you look out and there's just the black sky and the huge moon staring through like perfectly centered in the door frame from where my mom and I were sitting. And we just looked at each other and my mom started crying and she definitely was like, that was a sign from Poppy. So now, I mean, fast forward, you guys know I always talk about the moon. I get so excited. I normally have my necklace on. That's the moon. I have my ring. That's a little moon. Um, like fast forward to like college, I was in Manhattan and I'd be walking around and you guys, if anyone knows like New York City, you don't see stars. You rarely see the moon because all of the skyscrapers, they're just above you and uh, you can't really see much of the sky. So I'm walking one night and I think I was like on, I want to say I was like uh, 58th and I was right by, I was right by Columbus Circle, but I was like going east and I randomly look up and there's just the moon directly in between like these two like skyscrapers near Columbus Circle and like things like that. Like I'll randomly be walking, I'll randomly be walking the dogs and just have this like instinct to turn around, like no reason I had to turn around, turn around, look up, and I just see the moon like directly looking at it. And it just, I don't know, it makes my day. That's more of like a happy ghost story. I'll leave it on a happy note like that. But I would love to share some more of yours. If you guys, if you guys want, you can email them to me at lanabaina at gmail.com. And I love you guys. If you liked this, let me know. Also, let me know what you're being for Halloween in the comments because... I still have no idea. Also, comment your favorite, like, funny cartoon or movie because I'm going to need to go watch some rom-coms before I go to sleep tonight. Anyways, I love you guys. This was a little different of a podcast episode, but if 
let me know if you want any other solo story time podcasts and I will film those for you guys. All right. I love you all. If you want to support the podcast, you can become a member on my YouTube channel or support the podcast on anchor.fm slash Lane Fable for 99 a month. 99 cents, guys. As little as 99 cents. And you can keep these podcast episodes coming. All right. Now I'm going to be super creeped out because I'm alone. All right. I love you guys. Bye. I wonder how many of you guys are... I wonder how many of you guys are going to comment below like, I saw something behind you. Okay, actually, um, there are a few more I wanted to read because I just checked back on the post I made in one of the groups where I asked people for scary stories and there was just a quick one that kind of was the same as what I was just talking about with the Terrytown House Estate. So Shannon says, I live in a really old house and we felt weird things sometimes. But one of the creepiest was when I heard my floorboards creaking and it felt like someone came and sat at the foot of my bed and I literally froze, kept my eyes closed until five minutes later when it felt like the weight lifted and was gone. I have heard from multiple, multiple people like their ghost encounters were that exact story where... They felt like a tugging on like the blanket on their bed or they felt someone like come and sit on their bed and felt like somebody was there. So um, I'm terrified and I feel like I key, like need to keep looking behind me. Um, yeah, I'm probably not going to sleep tonight. All right. I love you guys.